How about computers and stuff? Oh, man. So speaking of like schedule and routine, so I go to bed at like nine o'clock, but I stay on my phone until about 11 o'clock. And I would really like to be more productive during that time. But I also don't want to stay up like out of the bedroom, out of bed and like actually um, at a computer because then it's like harder for my wife to fall asleep. And then I'm like getting in bed and disturbing her when I do come to bed. I mean, also screen time closing to, close to sleep is not a great idea. Yeah, I mean, I, I try to do things to mitigate that. Like, I use Flux in my computer, like, and I use, like, Flux night, and stuff, but it's still shift. a computer. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm probably looking at a screen right until I go to sleep, no matter, no matter what. <laughs> uh, that's probably not great, but to make it less great, I tried uh, I tried programming in bed last night. So I, I set up my laptop so that I could SSH to it, and then I used an app for... Um, there's one for uh, iPhone and for iPad called uh, Prompt 2. It's made by the same people that make uh, Coda uh, Panic Inc. They make Coda and um, is it Transit or Transmit? I forget. It's a, like a FTP client. Transmit? So, yeah, the Transmit. FTP client? Yeah, they make a lot of great software. Um, I used to use Coda a lot when I did like PHP coding before I actually got into programming. So yeah, they make good software. So they have an SSH client for iOS. And I linked a Bluetooth keyboard to my iPad, which works surprisingly well. Like you can like command tab between apps in the iPad and it works really well. Um, so I was trying to like use Vim while like laying on my side with a Bluetooth keyboard under the covers on my lap. <laughs> and it, it's like the most Rube Goldberg thing I've ever heard. It, so. it could be a lot worse. I my So my next stage would be um, actually like suspending the iPad over the bed so I can lay my back a lot more <laughs> comfortable. And have the, the the keyboard on my lap, um, but that, so might you be, want that might be taking it too to far. Lay on your back. It might be. Lay on my back. iPads above me with an SSH terminal and Vim, and I have the keyboard on my lap, and I'm basically touch typing in the dark. I was just get a split keyboard, so you could have like your hands at your sides, just one hand at each side, just staring straight. And then make a lot of noise. I could do that too. Yeah, to make sure they don't they're not noisy. So yeah, it was an interesting experiment. I don't know if I'm going to continue doing it. But wait, you have an you air. Do you SSH to your air? Like your air sounds smaller than an iPad and a Bluetooth keyboard. No, I have a I have a MacBook uh, Pro 13 inch. 13 inch. Which is still uh, you had an air. Which is still about the same size as the 13 inch air. <laughs> I mean, like dimension wise, I could like prop it up in bed, I guess, and then use a Bluetooth keyboard. But the screen's a lot brighter than the iPad. I have an iPad Mini. Now, there's programs you can get. There's a, a Mac app called Dimmer Than Dim. Because uh, actually, the dimmest Mac setting is still pretty bright in a dark room, so you can you can get your your Mac really really dark. I find I really like um, the dimmest setting plus using Flux is pretty good. It gets, it gets it gets pretty dim, and then it also gets like that yellow color. Um, See, so yeah, I tried that last night. Uh, then this morning, the Bluetooth keyboard that I used, um, my wife uses to uh, edit photos on our family Mac. So she couldn't find the keyboard, uh, so she pulled out uh, the only wired keyboard she could find in the closet, which was the Atreus keyboard, which has <laughs> no no letters on the on the keys. They're all black. Um, so, so she had to look up on her phone what the keys were to use the computer. So I was pretty impressed that somebody that's not you know a programmer um, pulled out this Atreus keyboard and learned how to use it in like a few minutes. <laughs> I think she's she's a much better t- touch typist than I am though, so she probably uh, had less of an issue with it. And she found the layers too, how to switch between uh, the keys and the numbers. I doubt she's going to use it in the future though. <laughs> Did you find yourself productive? 
No, I mostly spent the entire time trying to get that all set up and learning how to use prompt and getting the setting set up. I'll try it another time. I was wondering if you could like wear like a VR headset <laughs> as a screen. In and then, yeah, and then it's just, you know, there's no light leaking out, so you're not disturbing anybody. And yeah, you can put your head in any position. You can see the screen. And then you fall asleep programming and like roll over and destroy your headset. I mean, I do that a lot of times, um, whether I'm like on my phone or I'm on my Kindle, I will nod off and then I will wake up a few like seconds or minutes later with my finger like laying on the screen. I'm like, oh, I, sh- I should go to bed. I should, I should go to sleep. I thought you were going to say, uh, I do this sometimes. Like you, you're just about to fall asleep and then you drop your iPad on yourself. I don't, I don't usually, uh, prop my phone like over my face. I'm usually like on my side. But I have done that before. I've dropped something on my face when I fell asleep. Sometimes I drop it on the floor. It'll slide off. But it's usually my phone. It's usually my case. You're like on the edge of your bed. I usually sleep on the edge of my bed, yeah. Uh, Weird. I, I find discussing that, some personal stuff. I, I, uh, I, I find the two-meter uh, lightning cable to be very very clutch, so I can get that, that range into the, into the center of the bed or mm-hmm. center of my area of the bed. Instead of, like, one of those too. being tethered to the corner. Naturally, I just I think I always just sleep on the edge. I don't know why. I should probably just like stay up a little later and then come to bed quietly, and and program it like at my standing desk with a real monitor and proper neck position and all that. I always think I could program lying down, and there must be just something like physiological. Whenever I like lying down, I just like am not in productive mode. That makes sense. Like you're supposed to be sleeping. <laughs> yeah. I also don't know how you would uh, get over the uh, caps lock key. I've actually started using my my iPad keyboard, and even not programming, I keep hitting caps lock thinking it's control. I kept doing that too by accident, and then I, yeah, I would realize that it was on. And I don't think on um, the iPad you can disable the caps lock. I actually just have no. it disabled on my on my Mac, so it doesn't do anything. What? I, I don't use it for any. I use the keys that are labeled as the keys. That's such a waste. Why? It's a, like prime position key right there. Could do something useful. You're probably right. Yeah, you gotta come to the dark side. Then I'll change my leader key to comma like control. a like a crazy person. No, it should be space. Space leader? No, space is a macro. Is that what your lead, leader key is? Well, you yeah, use it, you use Emacs, so you have to like. Otherwise, you're like doing a contortion trying to use your meta key. No, my leader was space for a while. Oh, really? Although it is the default leader in, in Space Max, hence hence the name. No, I have Space Map to at Q, at sign Q, so that uh, when I record a macro in Vim, I do QQ and then record the macro and then Q to end recording, and then I can just hit space and repeat it over and over again. How often do you write a macro? Uh, a few times a day. That's impressive. <laughs> well, it's like if I'm changing if I'm changing more than like two lines that are similar, I'll just record my first change and then space space do the rest. If I'm like refactoring, um, you know, some tests or like moving some stuff around, like I guess my most common refactoring that I use macros for is like um, moving like an it block to it is expected to without the string, um, stuff like that. Why don't you set up uh, like functions to do that? I, I probably should. Since you do it, my biggest refactoring in R spec when I'm editing somebody else's code is to take local variables and make them lets. Actually, I. Just wrote a function for that this week, but I haven't, it's still a little buggy, so I haven't committed it to my dot .files yet. Pam, were you talking about using Vim more often? I do use Vim, but I mean... Didn't you ask me like last week to like use it more often or something, or was it somebody else? I asked someone else. Uh, I 
I probably will use it more often again. The thing that slows me down a lot in Vim is changing files. I use a plugin called Control P, and then you it, you do what it says on the on the box. You hit Control P, and then it's a fuzzy finder. What yeah, do you mean I think files? I even have that, but I, it's just slower than say like Sublime. Oh, interesting. Yeah, um, I use that. And also, the tree indexing seems to lag. So I use um, like it. Yeah. I use a Silver Searcher AG um, instead of like a Grep or the other one. Uh, and you can tell Control P to use that instead of some other ways to list files in your machine. So that ma- that speeds it up a lot. Um, so one thing that we discovered this just in like uh, I think so you have a node modules in your uh, project or right. anything with like large files like that. Depending on the eight, the control P strategy that you use, um, it'll be really slow. Yeah, I usually have hey, like you, um, you can look into. Them. Well, yeah, I think um, usually I don't know I don't know if it's something I configure or it's part of control P or part of AG, but um, it usually reads my git ignore ignores anything that is git ignored. Um, so like so when I control P, it does not show node modules or it does not show vendor. Yeah, same here. And yeah, sometimes I'll go to a project. Like if I start a new Node app, it gets ridiculous because it tries to index everything in your Node modules, and you realize how much utter crap there is in your Node modules directory. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you need you need to do something to set that up or not. But it should just work. Pam, were you working on something at Recurse Center with the uh, voice dictation and the? Yeah, and it theoretically works and stuff. It doesn't work super well when you use other voice tooling at the same time. Um, okay. But, but uh, it's fun. I mean, maybe I'll have time to use it more. Do you still think it the, I mean, I update it if, if someone makes a, a request. I think right now there was a ticket on it, but it's something that I either can't control or don't really care right now. Can't really decide. It's like a dependency. Uh, doesn't work with yet whatever current version of Xcode right now. So like running the app doesn't work right now in Xcode. The package will still work though because it's already compiled and packaged. People can download it and use it. But if you're trying to run the developer version, then that's also a thing where you know when you get you know when you get an issue on a project and you're like, thank you for finding this, but you could also work on it. That would be cool. If you submitted a pull request for it, that'd be neat. Especially since it's in the dependency chain. Like, just to, mm-hmm. like you know, update the dependency mm-hmm. and then let me know that I just need to upgrade the package. That'd be great. That's easy for me to do. Me like telling me to go and fix someone like add do you know other work on someone else's project is not really a great issue for my project. <laughs> Open source probs. Hashtag. Yeah. Of course, there's the perk of, like, someone actually opened the project, but then they, you know, were whiny and complained. <laughs> so it's like, if you have something nice to say, make sure you say it, <laughs> because otherwise that's all you hear when you do open source is, oh, I don't like your package because it didn't work on whatever my machine weird setup is. In this case, it's not a weird setup. It's totally because of the package that I did. And it's, you know, totally I could work on it if I felt like it. But so, so yeah, I'm actually... Oh, I don't know. Do we want to talk? I don't know. <laughs> Do you watch it? I don't I don't watch it. Too many of my friends have like traumatic experience from working at those companies. So we like can't watch it because it looks exactly like Google Maface soft. 
Are you into it? I see what you did there. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Yeah. I, it's funny. Yeah, I watched the first episode or season three on like Monday or something. Uh, I didn't know the the main character is really into her environmental stuff. So that was pretty cool to learn about him. It's very intelligent. Len, you know what? I thought you watched it. No? I do watch it, but it's kind of after the after my like two favorite shows so it's it's like i've come down i need to like put it off later of the week game of thrones and what else veep oh i haven't watched a veep yet or game of thrones i'm surprised no one has spoiled game of thrones for me (laughs) holding out until the weekend it's like binge do that on veep justin watches veep yeah i love the sunday hbo game of thrones veep and silicon valley Although I found Veep and, uh, I don't know if we want to talk about like actual plot lines of shows, but I found like Veep and Silicon Valley both to be a little like, uh, not cringeworthy. You know, like that emotion, like when you get, when you watch The Office, when like every time Michael Scott does something, you're just like, oh, I just don't want to watch this. It felt <laughs> Depends, like, it yeah. It felt like that, like both shows, like, you know, Selena was doing stuff that, you know, no sensible person would do. And then same thing with Silicon Valley. I think like Curb Your Enthusiasm was the epitome of that. So painful to watch, but yet also <laughs> hilarious. Uh, Sungarn, I guess. Yeah, the, some people there gave a, a presentation to on Ramda, and then uh, one of my teammates came over and was like, "Hey, they're, they're doing stuff on Ramda. You are validated on Ramda. Other people are looking at it." I'm using it in my current stuff. It's very nice. How do you like it compared to Underscore? Uh, I think it's, it's just better. Same. It's better. I mean, it's more functional. I don't think of places to use half the stuff in it, but uh, it's useful. Although because it's so pure, it doesn't have some stuff you might want. Like they don't have throttle, which is can be very useful because Ramda Ramda is a like a more functional library version of underscore uh, in JavaScript, but they won't write stuff like throttle because it's not a pure function. But Lodash, uh, what does is, throttle uh, do? Uh, so you can set a function, uh, pass it a function and pass it a time. Uh, and if say you don't want somebody to be able to click a button more than once a second, uh, you don't want that event to fire. You can, you can throttle it. So it only uh, happens okay. at most once a second. Yeah. That sounds like a great use case for core async. I just throw away the request. So what do they suggest if they don't have throttle? I mean, you just have to write yourself or, I don't know. You, well, Lodash is actually, yeah. Lodash is very modular these days, so you can actually just require lodash.throttle and pim install lodash.throttle. Should we do picks? Oh, I guess I mentioned it before. I'll just pick dimmer than dim. Uh, if you do want to use your MacBook in bed, which I occasionally do. Uh, so I do think it's, I, I, I struggle with uh, what Pam was saying, not using screens before bed. Do you know uh, if there's anything like that for Android? There's like a, you can just use, I mean, I'm sure there is because Android's so open. <laughs> I mean, we use uh, Twilight, which is like Flux for Android, but my partner has a habit of re- wanting to read the tablet in bed and I really, really hate it. <laughs> I don't know. Bugs. You hate it for him or you hate it because it bothers for you? For me, obviously, yeah. selfishly, <laughs> because I want it to be dark because, duh, I'm trying to sleep and not read in the middle of the night. Yeah, I mean, that's the other reason I try to keep my tablet really dim. Um, yeah, so you, you can uh, you can bring a MacBook in and just use dimmer than dim. Be all, all your problems will be solved because you can make it, you can really fine tune it. So it's 
I mean, in a pitch black room, you could barely see it. So I highly recommend Dimmer Than Dim. Okay, I think I, I guess I have a pick. I'm going to pick a recipe. I've done that every so often. Um, I made these cookies. They were really good. They are uh, peanut butter chocolate pillows. Uh, like if you imagine like like a peanut butter brownie kind of, but in a cookie form, that might be what these are. They're really good. I made cookies like almost once a week the last, past couple weeks. It's been kind of fun. Um, but these are like super easy and you have like everything in your cabinet pretty much. Um, so, or at least my cabinet, which I, I don't know. I think it's normally stocked except for some of the various vegan things. But, but yeah, they're really good. So very good at a party. I didn't get an invite to this party. You probably did the party that these cookies came at to. <laughs> you specifically oh, probably Facebook? got one. Uh, no, we can talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, sorry, Mr. Thing on last uh, Friday. Uh, we had some problems. I can I can go pick. It was my last day um, in the the office on Friday. FYI, for context. Yeah. Um, I had like a really good music pick, but I'm drawing a blank. So I'm going to pick this party type song. It's called Bon Bon by Era Streffy, I think is the name. Um, I'm going to pick a non-programming pick this week. I'm going to pick the channel Viceland. They have some really good documentary type shows on there. Uh, some about food and some about music. So if you, you have that channel, just check it out. And you can probably get a lot of stuff online uh, on their site, too. Justin, do you have a pick? Yeah, I'm going to pick uh, this game called Slither.io. Um, it's a website, but there's also an iPhone app. Um, if you've played Agar, A-G-A-R.io, it's similar to that. Um, it's essentially Snake's uh, massively multiplayer um, and that's pretty much it. It's not like a snake for Nokia where it's like up, down, left, right. It's like, um, you, there's like a wide range of motion and you can also double back on yourself. Um, but your goal is to eat little things on the, uh, on the game board. And then, um, you slither around. And as long as you don't run into another snake, you can continue to live and keep eating stuff. Um, and then when other snakes die, they leave like all of their parts behind, uh, and you can eat those to get a lot bigger. Uh, and there's like a, I think it's like a, an instance game where like if you and I both play at the same time, I don't think we'll be on the same server. So that's it's a, that's okay though. It's not really like a social game, um, but it's pretty fun. It's, it's for iOS and uh, web, and I'm, it might be for Android too. I'm not sure. Uh, it seems like it would be uh, Slither.io. A lot of fun. Cool. So show notes are at Turing.cool. Follow us on Twitter at TuringCool, and I'll talk to you all later. Bye. See you. I'm playing Slither right now. Bye. <laughs> That's why you're late with your picks. Okay. I've been doing CrossFit. No. Yeah. Oh, you nice. For, uh, I guess it's been <laughs> three years. Uh... Getting what? You're doing the, oh, I forget. what do they call it? The pull ups where you like, Kick your body up. Kipping? Kipping. I was learning kipping today. Yeah. How'd your kipping go? Did you string your kipping pull-ups? I didn't know kipping pull-ups. I just learned how to kip. Uh, yeah. When I got there today, uh, my trainer had me do uh, 10 scapular pull-ups. I did like four. <laughs> Are you doing personal training or group? So so there's an on-ramp program, the one I go to. Um 
and it's one on one. You realize training. that this this is getting back to our roots of like eventually we have to mention vegan food now that we mentioned CrossFit. <laughs> That's okay. But carry on. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's like an on like you like CrossFit is usually classes and there's a lot of different um, movements and workouts you do and um, you don't want to just jump in there and try to do what everybody else is doing with no previous experience. So I've been taking uh, one-on-one training lessons with one of the instructors uh, for the past, I guess it's been three, maybe four weeks now. Um, And I've had, I think this is my seventh session maybe today with him. And uh, so today was my like final training session. And I'm going to go to classes that he's teaching over the next few weeks before I go to other classes to make sure that I'm, you know, working out correctly. But it's been fun. I like it a lot more than I thought I would. Oh, and you haven't done a regular, like, full class yet? I've been to two full classes, one at another gym, just like a drop-in day as, like, a trial. And then um, one at this gym I went uh, – I'm sorry, one at this box. <laughs> yep. Um, CrossFit calls their gyms boxes because there wasn't another noun to describe a place where people work out. Mm. Um, yeah, I went to one class. I stayed after uh, one day and did a class. Um, that's cool. Yeah, each class is, like – How did you – what? Do you sur- have you survived them? Have you survived them? Yeah, I mean, like, like were you in shape enough to? Uh... Well, it's so so each um each workout of the day. So there's usually like a a warm up part, and then a um, strength or like weight part, and then there's a kind of timed. Uh, what would you call it, Len? Like a like the workout of the day is like an endurance. Well, it's Metcon, but Metcon. Yeah, it's like. It's like the gamified portion. So you're doing something for time or you have a time limit. You're doing uh, as many reps as you can in that time. But either way, like, you ha- end up with a score. Yeah, So, but, but during all of that, like, there are things that say, like, okay, the weight portion is, you know, do um, whatever weight thing, this many pounds. And that's, like, the they call it, like, as prescribed. I'm not doing that because I can't lift that much or I can't do that many whatever, so I can't do the, the form as prescribed. Um, so you do what's called scaling or just kind of like a, adapting it to your own abilities. So like today I was learning like how to do a rope climb and I was learning what I should be doing if people are doing a rope climb because I can't actually climb a rope to the top and get back down safely yet. Um, so you could do things that are using the same muscles and getting you ready to do those in the future, but um, you're still getting a good workout and, and working towards that. So yeah, you could any, anybody really anybody could do a CrossFit class scale to their abilities if they know what exercises to be doing instead. But yeah, I like I like weightlifting more than I thought I would. And I definitely get what Lem was trying to say now that like um, you the way that you're doing it and the um, I guess explosiveness or speed in which you're doing it like you get like a full like I used to do like hour of like cardio body weight workout um and this is like you do some weight stuff and then the actual like workout of the day only lasts maybe like five to fifteen minutes depending on what it is um but you still get like an entire I feel more exhausted after that than I would after like an hour of working out but you're still there for a long time right because you're there for yeah, an hour because you're stretching. You mentioned like three sections. Yeah, you're you're okay. stretching. You're doing warm ups. There's like getting equipment out in between, and then there's like, yeah. 
So you're, you're there for about an hour. But most gyms really do focus on mobility. So there's a good 10, maybe 15 minutes of being warmed up and stretching and getting more mobile. So that's also really important. Yeah, so I'm going three days a week right now. It's pretty enjoyable. Also, afterwards, I go to uh, go to my favorite uh, place in Westchester, Jocko Taco, and get get a breakfast burrito and a green smoothie. It's my treat. I'll see you do it in the morning. Yeah, yeah, I, I love I I always shower in the morning. I can never shower at night and not shower the next day. So I prefer showering in the morning. So it's just easier for me to work out in the morning before I shower. Um, and then like you feel like you got your exercise in for the day like you feel great all day like i don't mm-hmm. i don't like working out at night and then i have to shower before i go to bed and then i kind of like i'm sore the next morning i'd much rather working out in the morning is much better for me 